Hello friends, welcome to the Energy Report with me, your host, Rebecca Conran, on the New Story Podcast. This is the Energy Report for March the 2nd through the 8th. Um, I am recording this at 5 p.m. on Friday. Uh, I record this in advance of the week ahead. Um, And I'm a little late getting this up because I really just have not felt the uh, clarity in my mind to um, to record. Uh, usually I record on a Thursday. It's Friday evening now. Um, back in the day, I would have had a cup of coffee or some shit and, and, and just like powered through it. But um, I don't drink coffee anymore. And so you're getting an uncaffeinated mercury retrograde version of me. So I apologize in advance if anything that I say doesn't make sense or is unfocused or whatever. I am, uh, I'm feeling these, these weird vibes like the rest of, uh, of you are. And, um, I feel good. I just feel quite unfocused, you know, and sometimes it's hard to, um, talk for this amount of time, um, and stay and stay clear. So here I am though. And, uh, and here we go. The theme this week that I've picked is I was born lovable and worthy. You know, we don't look at a newborn little baby and think you're going to be worthy and lovable one day when you have a successful uh, six-figure job or you are um, married with kids. Then, then you're we're really going to find you lovable and worthy in the future. No, that's that is not the case. We look at babies; they're just these little globs of flesh <laughs> that can't do anything, totally helpless. Uh, these selfish little potatoes, <laughs> basically. And we can't help but see how much they deserve love. We can't help but look at them and want to just protect them and take care of them and give them anything that they need. You know, they don't have to earn our love. You know, we just, we want to give them love. And this is true for all of us. We were born lovable and worthy and somewhere down the line, uh, we uh, are told by society, by our families, by by these uh, archaic lineages that we come from, that somehow we need to be earning love through success, through uh, financial riches or whatever. Um, and so the energy this week is really asking us to remember that none of those things that we can deem as successes are going to make you lovable or worthy. You know, uh, fair enough, certain things, they might increase your happiness uh, some in some way or another. It might be part of your mission. Um, but the truth is, is that you are lovable and worthy, even if you, no one ever knows who you are, you don't make a lot of money, you don't have a six-figure job, all of those things, you don't have uh, children, you don't get married, whatever. It doesn't make you any less lovable and worthy that these material um, achievements uh, may not manifest. And I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying we can't base our being worthy on what we achieve. It is something inherent in us. And this is the um, reminder that we're getting this week. So I was born lovable and worthy. The tarot card uh, that I've chosen is a court card. And we haven't had a court card in quite some time. It's the Queen of Swords. Uh, Very apropos, because swords represent the mind, ideas, communication, and of course, we are in the last final week 
before Mercury goes direct, which is an exciting thing, although this Mercury retrograde has been, it's had its really beneficial moments to it. I, I have definitely really enjoyed some of this Mercury retrograde. Um, the call to action here with this card, the Queen of Swords, is to be honest, to face the truth, even if it's unpleasant, to avoid lies and deceptions this week, and to be transparent in our dealings. This card also carries a warning that when we feel stiff, severe, or morally better than others, we're under rigid ideas of good and bad that are nothing more than illusions. Okay, there's no room uh, to be picking and choosing who's lovable and who's worthy. Uh, and that is just the truth of it. Now, we can despise someone's behaviors. We can hold them accountable, right? In a, a, uh, we can definitely hold them accountable. But we don't get to say who is unworthy of love. We don't have that right. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is that where people are hurting, where there is suffering, uh, you know, where there is abuse, there always needs to be more love. Now, that doesn't mean to, again, we're not washing over the behaviors of others. We're not washing over their actions. We're not not holding people accountable when we need to. We are just not uh, believing that we have a right to, um, to say that someone doesn't deserve love based on their behaviors. Uh, we might not be capable of it, but spirit surely is. So some of the questions to ask with this card right? Because this week is a lot about morals, because we have a lot of Venus activity this week. And Venus is our values. It's like, uh, what we value and what our value system is. And this week, we're asking, are we being completely forthright in our life? Right? Are we living um, in integrity? Right? Do our words and, and uh, actions match? Um, are we allowing a person or a situation to pull the wool over our eyes? So yes, that can be our responsibility too, you know, where we're allowing ourselves to be deceived. Maybe it just feels too good just to have a partner. And so we're willing to look past um, certain toxic uh, traits in a relationship. You know, we are responsible for our part. Um, this card also can ask, are we judging other people without mercy? You know, do we think that we have the right to uh, decide who lives and who dies even? You know, um, and then the final thing about this card is, you know, the Queen of Swords is quite witty. She can see the humor in situations. And um, we're being asked, if we've forgotten to see the humor in life, does everything feel just really... Uh, scary and terrifying. Uh, we need to kind of make sure that we are still able to process life in that innocent, childlike way, you know, um, which also equates to an open way of viewing life. The ritual this week is something that I just felt really needed to be done because there is a lot of scary stuff in the news. Um, a lot of people are going through a lot of big shifts in their lives, me included. The weekly ritual is a writing practice, um, and the writing practice is this. My life has been successful, and I have much to be proud of myself for. 
So this week's ritual is about remembering how much you've been able to accomplish in your life already. How often do you sit and think about all of your wins? All of your wins. We are complicated and dynamic beings, and there have been many times in our lives where we thought we wouldn't make it through. And lo and behold, it came together, sometimes even better than we had ever imagined. So this week, the ritual is to take some time and sit and think and write about your uh, quote-unquote successes. That time you were scared, you wouldn't find a job, a home, a lover, and yet you manifested it. It came into your life. Even though nothing lasts forever and change is our main companion, we have much to be proud of in our lives. We have gotten through many things before. And it's really important to focus and remember these special moments as we remember our uh, creative relationship with spirit, too. Um, So focus on these special moments this week as you wait for divine timing to deliver your current intentions. Remind yourself, right, like that you've gotten through tons of shit. Somehow things just work themselves out. I'm doing the same thing. I'm thinking about like what I'm trying to build and create right now. And where's the money going to come from? Where's the time going to come from? How am I going to be able to do it all? And um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's very stressful. But at the same time, I can look into my history and I can see absolutely every dynamic and amazing thing I've ever done. And I can go, yep, none of those times did I have support uh, financially. None of those times did I have full support from family Uh, I've, I did that all by myself too. I figured it out. It all happened. Here I am on the other side of it. And this is really what I, uh, the ritual is this week to just sit and remind yourself what an epic being you are, what an epic creator you are. So Tuesday, three, three, March the third already. Can you believe it? You guys, um, moon, is going to be in Gemini, and it's going to square Neptune and Pisces, plus we've got Venus and Aries square Saturn and Capricorn. So squares bring conflict. They are uncomfortable transits for two heavenly bodies. Okay, so with this, we've got the moon squaring Neptune, and we've got Venus squaring Saturn. So the moon is our emotional energy, and when the moon is in the air sign of Gemini, We would rather intellectualize our feelings than feel them. Okay, we'd rather think about it and put it in a nice, neat little box and not actually have that physical sensation. But on the other side of it, we can also verbalize uh, what we're feeling a little bit more clearly, and sometimes that helps us to be able to discuss it with other people, for one. So it's great to be able to verbalize our emotional landscape, but it doesn't always equate to moving through our feelings. It's not enough just to talk about your feelings or even to know what you're feeling. Um, Feelings are sensory. So a good wailing cry is actually more helpful when it comes to emotions than endless discussions. So when the moon uh, squares Neptune, which is karma, shadow, unconscious, subconscious energy, there's conflict afoot. And we need to understand and be curious as to that karmic energy that's trying to release, that past energy, that past life or earlier in this life energy, that unconscious stuff in our underlying nature 
that is trying to come forward. We want to be really curious, which Gemini definitely is, curious without trying to repress or circumvent or jump away from our feelings, okay? So at, at the worst on this day, you could give yourself a headache by trying to think your way through your life. You might feel some anxiety or depression if you're not feeling your feelings clearly. Um, you could be coming up against the fact that what we think is really highly influenced by our conditioned response and not our intuitive inner guidance as we would like. So some of that painful feeling that you might have on this day is based on old beliefs, old things that we think about ourselves that are coming up for clearing. So it's really important to make note of the thoughts that are coming through your mind. This is what meditation really does for us. It helps us to take note of what our thoughts are. What do they consist of? Pay attention to them. So our thoughts aren't just like leading us uh, anywhere with our ego so that we're actually going, hmm, why am I thinking that? Why did I, why am I choosing this thought? And we can choose something that is more helpful, more nurturing, more, um, uh, coming from our conscious choice. So whatever conflict is born from square transits, and this is between our feelings and our spirituality, our, uh, uh, feeling loved or loving and our sense of limitation and restriction, whatever conflict is being born, it's necessary to clear space for us. Okay. So Venus, love, values, romance, squaring Saturn, responsibility, commitment, limitation, restriction. It's a tough transit and can make us feel like we're being denied what we most want in our lives. So like if you're single on this day, you might feel lonelier than usual around this square. It might bring some of those things to a head. Um, if you're in a relationship that's struggling, you might feel limited from healing it. If you're struggling financially, you might feel that tightness uh, on this day, on March 3rd. It's normal to have down days where you might feel depressed. And so remember, this too shall pass. Allow whatever emotional energy needs to rise to the surface. Have a good cry, you know, and just watch yourself. Watch for those thoughts that, um, that combine with your conditioning. No one ever loves me. I'm never good enough. It's because I'm, I'm ugly and I'm stupid and I don't have any money. You know, we really have to watch for that kind of uh, habitual thinking that is tied to what we're being asked to let go of on this day, that old, those old ancestral, old conditioned beliefs, right? We need to really sit and think, wow, I, I'm really hurting today. I'm feeling these things. Uh, how am I going to encourage myself? How am I going to nurture myself? And how am I going to just like let myself feel my feelings? We want to let go of emotions in a physical sensory way. So again, we talked about the other week, like using anger, punching a pillow, you know, running, dancing, shaking the body. I mean, energy has to move in the body, uh, and crying is a wonderful way to move, uh, move emotions. And so if that's coming up to the surface, wonderful, let yourself cry. Another thing that can help you if you feel really repressed in your emotions and you feel unable to cry, 
take away some of the things that stop you from crying, okay? Do a phone cleanse. Don't touch your phone for a week. You'll feel those emotions rising. Stop drinking coffee. Stop drinking alcohol. Stop smoking pot. You know, stop eating sugar. If you take away some of these self-medications, you will have a clearer access to your emotional self where you can feel your feelings in a physical, sensory way. Um, Stay true to your values and responsibilities under this transit, especially with Venus squaring Saturn. Honor limitations you might be going through. Yes, we're in a patience and planning period, you know, Uh, None of us are really moving forward with gusto, that's for sure. We're all like deep in this uh, um, incubation period where we all have to look at our own shadow. Everybody does. Everybody has places in them that feel victimized, that feel fearful, and we all got to look at it. Every human is doing that. Um, And so if you're having limitations, know that it's not because you're being singled out and there's something wrong with you, it's a normal human experience that we're going through. You're worthy all the time. Remember that. Again, not just when you feel like a success, right? You're lovable all the time, not just when you're achieving or have money in the bank or a partner reflecting love at you. You were born lovable and worthy, and spirit has not forgotten you. On Wednesday, the 4th of March, Mercury is going to re-enter Aquarius still retrograding, plus Venus enters Taurus. This is a really positive transit. Both these are positive transits. First, Mercury, communication, perception, the mind. It's going to head back into Aquarius. We were just there not that long ago. It likes to be in Aquarius because Aquarius is an air sign. And so that logical reasoning that we want to have in our inner and outer communication is active. It's just a better place uh, for thought. Um, Aquarius likes healthy debate, independent thought, and invention. So if we have felt kind of stuck mentally or foggy, this is going to be a bright boost, okay? In exactly four days from this date, Mercury is going to be turning direct. So all that dreaming we've been doing is going to find its root in reality. So this is a great day to check in with how far you've come the past few weeks. Again, pat yourself on the back. You know, I feel like we have all had some major, major epiphanies. One thing I'd like to note is that on a personal level, I think this retrograde period has been really juicy and helpful creatively. Absolutely so. But on a global level, uh, and, and I mean that for people who, like yourself, if you're listening to this podcast, you have a sense of responsibility to yourself, a sense of searching for uh, consciousness, ways to embody consciousness more. Um, But that's not true of everybody, obviously, because we live in the world and we know we can see what's going on, right? On a global level, uh, people are really stuck in unconscious ways. So something that I want to talk about briefly is the coronavirus. Uh, Yeah, it's no wonder the corona, a.k.a. crown virus, because because corona actually means crown, has become this global uh, um, issue, you know. Um, So the crown chakra, let's just talk about that. The crown chakra is at the top of our head. It's the seventh energy center right on the top of the head, and it is our connection to source. When it's healthy and active, 
we feel connected to something greater than us, we have access to our infinite energy supplies, we know when we have a healthy crown chakra that all is well even when there are issues that we face, even if we're facing an issue of death. So although we want to make sure that we want to do everything we can to honor good hygienic practices like washing your hands, covering your mouth when you cough. These are still the best health practices for avoiding contagions, right? Um, Some of those most simple, basic skills. I just want to reiterate some information about this crown virus, coronavirus, okay? So as of today, which is the 28th of February, the coronavirus as best I know, because obviously I'm getting this information from online and you know, never know, maybe the numbers are bigger than this in um, China, but I don't think that the numbers are bigger than this globally. I think uh, China might downplay it, but I don't think that the rest of the world is downplaying their numbers. So 3,000 people have perished from the coronavirus in the last two months, Okay. Do you know how many people have perished from influenza in the last two months? The CDC claims that between 25,000 and 50,000 people worldwide perish monthly from flu. I'm going to tell you another number. So 1 million people die annually, globally, from suicide. That's 83,333 people a month. Okay? 83,000 people perish a month from suicide. On the low end, 25,000 people a month perish from flu per year. And we are talking about 3,000 people globally have died from coronavirus. So in no way am I saying this is not an important thing for us to pay attention to, but in the scheme of things, there are 7.7 billion people in the world. Why don't we call flu a pandemic? Why don't we call suicide a pandemic? You know, there's something about the hysteria and panic that is coming about from this virus that feels really deceiving, that doesn't feel like an honest representation of where we should be at with it. Now, I think that flu is a scary, scary thing, especially for young people, very young people, babies and children, and old, older people, people older than 60. And um, it's not something to take lightly. I don't take it lightly. I don't think that anybody who perishes from illness, um, I, I, I'm not just like, Oh, well, people just die. It's a, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. But I think we have to really look at this in perspective here. Okay? We are looking at economic, um, economic just uh, downfall. We're looking at people panicking. We're looking at r- increased racism. Now, this to me seems uh, A- like this is what we're really dealing with is a global issue with humans being disconnected from their crown chakra, 
right? Because you don't have to have coronavirus to know that people are sick in the crown chakra. So that to me is just symbolic. I'm not saying that the coronavirus has anything to do with uh, the actual crown chakra. I'm just saying the symbolism of the name of it and how people are responding to it is quite intense because it's really showing how disconnected humans feel from spirit, from the universe, from their infinite energy supplies. So all I'm saying is, of course, we want to be careful. We want to be loving. We want to be careful if we have fucking flu. You know, we don't want to go around passing it on to others, going into schools, whatever. We should be quarantining ourselves then, too. We want to really become conscious of, like, how what we're doing, how we take care of ourselves, how we nourish ourselves uh, through sickness and health has an effect on our fellow man. And um, that is something to really, uh, to really take into account with this. But we really want to avoid hysteria, okay? We really want to avoid catastrophizing and panic because those things actually lower our immune system. So it's causing us just as much damage to stress ourselves out and panic. I'm not talking about being cautious. I'm talking about being hysterical. And what we're seeing in the media, in the news, in people just, you know, buying, like rushing to the shops to buy out all the food, it's it's hysteria, okay, and, um, you know, can, has real repercussions, there are real economic repercussions to this kind of global hysteria, and we want to really um, check ourselves around this energy, of course we're going to have some fears around it, it's a scary thing to think about, but we also need to put it in perspective, we need to put what is happening into perspective, and uh, be clear and reasonable with ourselves around it. Um, if I was traveling by airplane, I probably would wear a face mask. Yeah, for sure. You're in a fucking tight-knit space. You're breathing the same air as everybody else for hours. Of course, that is a place where you want to make sure that you don't fly if you have don't feel well. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that you that would be the place where you would want to wear a mask or something like that. In your everyday life, though, just take care of yourself and take care of one another and make sure to wash your hands and uh, use these wonderful skills that we have in 2020 to make sure that you are, um, you know, uh, not putting yourself in the line of fire to get um, flu or any other kind of, uh, of illness at this time. All right, so that's my coronavirus uh, fucking chat. Uh, So another part of this is it's a good time to connect with spirit, with something greater than you are, with your spirituality. Uh, We're being asked to pay attention to the crown chakra. That's the symbolism, you know, being asked to stay connected to spirit, to really rely on spirit to co-create with spirit. A very important reminder. Okay, so the next transit on this day, again, so we got Mercury re-entering Aquarius. 
is going to be Venus in Aries. And again, I'm so sorry if I sound a little bit like uh, disjointed today. Um, today is the day when Pluto and Venus are meeting, and I am just like, what's going on? But I'm bringing you this report anyway, because I love y'alls. Okay, so back to March the 4th, Venus is going to enter Taurus. This is a great, uh, this is a great transit because Venus goes home to Taurus. So Venus is love, values, resources, again, and uh, it's in perfect alignment with Taurus. This is perfect alignment for nourishing our hearts and relationships. Venus is beauty, aesthetics, harmony, our values or what we value, romance, affection, our self-worth. And in Taurus, it connects us to our senses and sensuality. Um, So it's at home, and when a planet is at home, the energy is amplified to work with both the shadow and the positive sides of this energy. The Venus energy is never going to be more strong than when Venus is in Taurus. This is a great time. And uh, especially for self-love and self-value. And after Mercury retrograde, could be a good time for love. If you're already in a relationship or healing past relationships, That this is a great time for that. Um, I think the downfall for this placement is getting stuck in superficial pleasures, like using something like money as a way to gauge how valuable and worthy you are, right? If I have this much money in the bank, I must be valuable and worthy. If I'm not making money, God, I must be a piece of shit. So these are the kinds of uh, shadow sides of this uh, Venus and Taurus energy. Sometimes Taurus mistakes security for love. Something that appears safe. It's not always the best choice for us in the long run. This placement uh, also can be prone to overindulgence in sensory pleasures like drugs, alcohol, food. Um, And it can be sometimes a placement where we we feel more like we want to engage in um, or we're more apt to engage with instant gratification mechanisms instead of connecting to our true value and worth. So instant gratification is like that instant hit of energy you get from a behavior or a person um, that's not fulfilling long-term, but that meets a need in a momentary way. It can be like the high you get when you're texting with someone who is actually unavailable romantically. And even though you know what your worth and value is, you keep texting, you keep kind of hanging on to get that hit of approval or attention in the moment. But that moment is always fleeting, you know, and and most of the time you're left feeling worse than you did before when you engage in instant gratification behaviors. Or it's like you're down after a long day of work and so you go get drunk, but then the next day you still have all your work problems and you actually feel like shit physically, right? So these are instant gratification um, uh, examples. Um, So we want to really watch for that. We want to really be engaging in things that make us feel really good uh, in the long term, not just in the, in the short term. The positive sides of this transit are so many, though, with Venus in Taurus. You know, there's this energy for stability, patience, passion, devotion, um, an influx of earthy creativity. Um, if we utilize all of our resources to nourish those little children inside of us, with an inner safety that comes from valuing ourselves, being really good parents to ourselves, 
then we're really utilizing this energy to the max. We might feel called to nest in our homes with this transit, to make art, to make gorgeous, delicious dinner for ourselves, to cuddle, to be close to people. If you have some aesthetic improvements to do, this is a really good time to do so. It's a great time to purchase and invest in things that increase your self-worth and feeling of inner beauty. Um, you know, all of March is going to be kind of a big-ass month. There are some major things happening that I'm going to talk to you about next week because I don't have the energy this week. But, um, you know, March is kind of like, it's like a ready, it's like get set, ready, go, right? So we've got like kind of a big uh, month ahead of us with some major shifts going on. Um, so I think that this Venus in uh, in Taurus transit, just having that extra earthy energy of like staying grounded, staying connected to Mother Earth is going to be really empowering as we, as we kind of move through this really, um, electric, uh, month. The next uh, day I want to talk about is Sunday the 8th. Uh, the sun is going to conjunct Neptune. They're both in Pisces, Pisces, and Venus is going to conjunct Uranus. They're both in Taurus. So this day is going to be kind of, could be very intense. The 8th of March for many reasons, one of which is that Mercury is going to go re- is going to go direct on the ninth, on the same day that we have a full moon. So the eighth is going to feel very pressurized. Okay, um, it's going to feel intense. There's a lot going on. We might feel pulled in many different directions. There is some really spiritualized energy though on this day. The sun and Neptune in conjunction, so they are at the same degree. Um, this is going to increase our psychic sensitivity hugely. Expect some epic downloads around this energy, especially to do with releasing the past and understanding our ancestry and lineages. You know, those things that have been really hard to understand or figure out, those things could be coming into your consciousness with clarity. You could also be way, way, way sensitive to your surroundings under this transit. If someone is grumpy and sad, um, you are going to feel that more acute, acutely yourself, right? Just by being in the vibe of others. Um, so it'll be impossible not to feel the vibe of others, basically, globally, from across the country sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to feel the intensity. Um because a lot of the energy on this day is really pointing at our self-esteem, it's going to be impossible when there's so much self-esteem shakeup going on that we're not going to feel the vibe, right, personally or from others. So this is a great day for good boundaries. This is a great day for your spirituality, for energy healing, for release of any kind, for creativity. It's a good time for a cleanse. Um, all those things, just like let go, let go, let go, surrender, acceptance, unconditional love, you know, really having to put all of our faith and, uh, stand strong in, in our connection to spirit and nature and the universe. You know, we have infinite energy pouring through us infinite. So really relying on that to guide us in those times where we feel acutely aware that our vehicle for on earth is finite 
right? Our bodies, our life here is short. However, our uh, spirit is um, ancient and will continue to be so long after our bodies are not here. So we want to really find our connection to source with this energy. Tap into the infinite supply of energy available, the infinite supply of support available to us. This transit can really amplify our faith in the universe and put us in greater connection with spirit when we choose, though. Because for everybody else, they're going to feel really separate and really fucking scared. And then they're going to go into the grocery stores and hoard all the shit and hide in their fucking bunker under the earth, right? That is people who are scared uh, of their connection to the universe. Um, And that's reflected in the fear of death. So this sun conjunct Neptune, our identity, our self-esteem, we are kind of reaping karmic repercussions. What What we've been sowing, we've been reaping. And that's not to say that if you have a hard time, you've been sowing bad seeds. Sometimes shit just has to come to the surface, okay? Be very, very gentle with yourself on this day. Very gentle. Uh, If you can, I would try not to travel and shit on this date. Um, It's going to be pretty messy energy. Uh, So speaking to self-esteem again, Uranus, the great shaker-upper, is going to be conjunct Venus. So they're at the same degree, both in the sign of Taurus, representing money, resources, values, and Taurus really represents Mother Earth itself. If we rely on money and achievements to give us a sense of abundance or success, then if things are not going as planned, we can let material changes affect our self-esteem negatively. Um, Abundance, it's a state of being. Worthiness is a state of being. Relying on outer circumstances to feel good about life will always ultimately leave us unsatisfied because there's an ebb and flow to all things, including our resources. Venus conjunct Uranus is freeing. Okay, we can break free from unhealthy patterns around our worth and value. But in the moment, we're not, we might not feel fully on board with that, right? Like, it might not be fun for us to fucking free ourselves from these unhealthy patterns, even if it's a necessary thing. Um, so be gentle with that. Be gentle with that. Um, Uranus can bring things in and out of our lives swiftly. And again, where we might see this on a global level is to do with money, the stock market, right? We're always, we're already seeing these shakeups. Um, however, these changes can also be very exciting ones, but we're going to just want to just take a deep breath on this day because there's so much going on. There's so much going on on Sunday the 8th and Monday the 9th. I would be very careful driving cars. Just be careful for accidents in general. Um, Because when people are grumpy and they're upset and they are foggy in the brain, they're not paying attention. Um, And that's why accidents happen. So we want to be really conscientious uh, around these dates to be patient, take your time, pay attention, you know, to your surroundings. Stay present be grounded. Okay. We've done so much karmic cleansing under this, uh, Mercury retrograde period. Powerful. What a powerful, uh, start to the year we've had in building these new foundations. I have had just like some wonderful ideas. I've got some amazing stuff 
in the works that I'm so excited to tell everybody about eventually. Uh, but it is scary as hell. Scary as hell. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do any of this shit? But just because I don't know, it's no reason not to do it. I'm just letting spirit guide me. Spirit just has to keep guiding me and showing me the, with the way. You know, I've asked to be used as a vehicle for spirit in this earthly life. And that also means being patient, not willing my well, myself through everything, letting spirit show me the way and being open to receive. So that is my advice for this week. Give yourself lots of leeway around the, all the planetary stations this week as a planet stations, right, in a new energy or direct or retrograde. We're going to feel those energies amplified for the two days before and after a station. So we're going to feel the release and cumulative effects of an energy before it changes signs. And then we're going to feel more initiation of that planet's uh, influence after the transit. That means that those, it's like an action-packed time. So on those days, be really patient with yourself and others. Practice radical self-nourishment. And just a little reminder that I love you. And I'm so grateful for you. And as you are responsible for yourself and you take care of yourself, you help everybody. If you're just taking care of yourself in your own privacy of your own home, that still helps everybody. It helps the collective consciousness. You are doing energy work just by loving yourself. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. So I want to thank all the patrons of the Energy Report podcast and newsletter and this week to Alyssa, Michelle, and Rachel for your Venmo donations. If you'd like to become a patron of the Energy Report uh, or make a Venmo donation, you can do so by uh, checking out my links in the show notes uh, or going to my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. If you would like to do an energy clearing session or an intuitive guidance session, you can book yourself in at any time via my website uh, booking page. I look forward to connecting with you, sending you so much love. Thanks for bearing with me today, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.